Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's your favorite curly redhead, Mama D, with another episode of Ripples of Healing. Yes, I am excited, as I always am, to be with you guys and to speak the Word of God, which is a light in our hearts and a lamp to our feet. See, God wants to give us direction and how to walk and how to be in this life that we have, be victorious, should I say, in this life that we have. So I thank you, God. I thank you for all that you're doing. I thank you for all that you have done, Lord God. And we come with great expectation of every blessing and promise to us in your word. Because your promises to us, your children, are yes and amen. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Today, I want to talk to you about deception and conception. Deception and conception. That is the name of this particular episode. So as usual, we will start off with a prayer. So Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, as we come humbly and boldly to your throne of grace, Lord God, we thank you for your loving kindness. Lord God, we thank you for your tender mercy. Father, we thank you for your grace that sustains our life. Father, we thank you for the air that we breathe in our lungs and the eyes that allow us to see, God, your beauty. Father, I thank you. For everyone that is in the listening area of my podcast, I pray that it is encouragement to them, Lord God. I pray that you will do the exceeding and the abundant above all that they could ask for and pray for, Lord God, and hope and wish for, Father God. I also ask, Lord God, that there be salvation to come and deliverance, Lord God, and redemption, Lord God. Lord God, I pray that you will bring about your blessings to your people, Lord God. For your word, Lord God, adds riches to our life, Father. So I thank you in advance, Lord God. I thank you for all that you have done, all that you will do for your children. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. And like I said, we're going to start this day and this episode on a high note, deception and conception. And I'm going to bring you to victory in the end. So in the book of Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 to 13, we find Jesus being led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And while... He's in the wilderness. He encounters the devil who's trying to deceive him on numerous times. Could you imagine the devil trying to deceive Jesus? Did he not know that Jesus was the son of man? Now, Jesus had been fasting and praying for 40 days and 40 nights. Therefore, he was not only tired, but he was hungry and possibly a little weak physically. But we all know Satan's in all. 
It's always to attack us when we're at our weakest or to speak negatively and um, speak condemnation into our minds and into our ears when we're not feeling good about ourselves or the place we're at in our lives when we're struggling with situations and struggling with um, circumstances that in our lives, not just our lives, but the lives of our families as well. As we know, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Just as he deceived Eve in the Garden of Eden, Eden, once again, here he comes with the intent to deceive the Son of God. <laughs> yeah. I believe he knew who Jesus was. There's no doubt in my mind he knew who Jesus was, yet he still came to tempt him. Since Jesus was in his human form, he thought probably in his humanity, he would get him to sin against his father, God. Little did he know that Jesus went into the wilderness led by the Holy Spirit. He went there to pray, to get replenished because he had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. So he went to speak to the father, to get replenished by the father. You know, there are times in our lives where when all hell is breaking loose in our lives, when we are in a state of confusion or in a state of worry or anxiety, we need to do what Jesus did. Go be by ourselves with the father. Speak to him about our problems. It says in the word of God, cast all your cares on me because I care for you. See, he, God cares for us and he cares about our situation and he cares about our problems and he cares about where we are in our lives. Because he loves us. A good father cares about his children in every aspect of their lives. He don't meddle unless he's asked to. He gives advice when he's asked to. So as we come in prayer, let us ask the father. Father, what would you have me do? Father, where would you have me go? Father, I'm feeling confused right now and, and I can't see the forest through the trees. But God already sees and has the answer. So let us go to the father for the answer. So going back to the story, Jesus is attempted first by the devil. And he says to him. In the book of Luke, chapter four, if you are the son of God. Command this stone to become bread. <laughs> Isn't that something? That, that, that Jesus was tempted because he knew he was hungry. He knew that Jesus had been fasting and praying. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, when we are born, there is a enemy assigned to us. And the reason why I say that, because we are the children of God. 
And he wants, because he cannot get back to get um, to defeat God, he comes after us, the people that God loves, his children. He comes to hurt us. He comes to, he seeks, it says in the word of God, that the enemy prowls around, the devil prowls around the earth like a roaring lion seeking who he can kill and destroy and devour. That's what the word of God says. So as his children, that is us who he's looking for. But if you are not one of his children, then you have nothing to worry about. But I know as a child of God, that once I was born, there was an enemy assigned to come after me on a daily basis. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. That's right, because my father promised to leave with me a comforter. The Holy Spirit, which dwells inside me. So when I call on the name of Jesus, he answers. When I pray to Jesus, he answers. I, God protects us because we are his children. He holds us in his mighty right hand so no one and nothing can pluck us out of the hand of God. That is a promise to his children. But getting back to the story, Jesus quotes back to the devil. In Luke 4, 4, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Comes out of the mouth of God. That is in the, in the text. So, so the devil said, okay, well, I can't get him that way. Okay. He says, that when the when the enemy comes in like a flood, because we know that the enemy comes after us, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. That is God's protection for his children. How many of us know that the more we read the word of God, the more we pray? We, the more we spend time with him in his presence, that we will start to have the mind of Christ Jesus in us on a daily basis. And so when the, when the times of trouble that come along, that we ourselves have hidden the word of God in our hearts that we might not sin against him. The more we read God's word, the more we remember the verses, it encourages us and it strengthens us, us in the Lord. You know, that's what it does. So the devil wasn't finished. He went on to tempt Jesus again. He takes Jesus up to the highest mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil says to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me 
and I will give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all of this will be yours. Now, I find that hard to believe. You should, too, because the word of God says that God created the heavens and earth and the fullness thereof and everything that is in it. He is the creative of all things. So how can the enemy take authority over something that is not his? <laughs> Could you imagine that? He can't give away something that's not his. When he tells Jesus that he that if he worship him, he will let him have it. Jesus answered him and say, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Woo! Yes. When the enemy comes in like a flood. Yes. You tell him, get behind me, Satan. You don't own me and you will not take over the circumstances in this situation. I am the child of the most high king. I am the child of God. There is nothing he will withhold from me and he will protect me from the snare of the enemy because everything he comes, he comes with a snare in the trap. All right. The more we spend time and seek his presence, the more we transform our minds. In Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to attest and approve what the will of God is. His perfect, his good, his pleasing will. That's the will for our lives. Amen. The will for our lives. It says in the word of God that he gives us the authority to trample on the head of the serpent. Amen. So we don't have to fear. God said, don't fear when the enemy comes towards you. Don't fear. Call on the name of Jesus. And he will answer. Call on the name of Jesus and he will rescue you. It says in Psalm 103, a man called out to Jesus, called out of all his troubles and Jesus delivered him out of all of his troubles. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You hear what I say? It says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And you know what those weapons are? The word of God. The word of God. The spirit of God. Those are our weapons. And they're not weak. They're not carnal. It says they're strong and mighty to pull down the strongholds. That are in our lives, those mountains that look too high for us to climb. 
those children who we've been talking to over and over again, that marriage that seems hopeless and helpless, that job, that boss, that friend, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities, demonic spirits who want to take over. But our weapon, which is the armor of God, tells us that they're not carnal but mighty to bring him down the strongholds, destroying generational sin, destroying generational curses in our families. So we can be set free. So we can be live the God life that God has for us. So we can be kingdom citizens. Living this life down here, knowing that in the end, When we are absent from our body, we will be present with the Lord. As these bodies are not going to last because they're immortal. They're they're mortal bodies. So they're going to die. But our souls will live in eternity with the father who created us in heaven. I don't know if anybody else is excited about that, but I am excited about Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm excited to be his child. I'm elated. I don't have enough words to explain to you. Just know that that same enthusiasm, that same excitement you could have too. If you give your life over to the Lord. If you ask him to come in and be the savior of his of your soul, you can still you can have that as well. Amen. In Psalm 91 verses one through four. It says he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say to him, he is my refuge my fortress, my God, and in him I will trust. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He will cover me with his feathers and under his wings I shall take refuge because his shield and his buckler shall be my truth. Now, let's jump down to to, to verse seven. It says, a thousand will fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Verse nine says, because you have made the Lord who is your refuge, even the most high for your dwelling place. No evil shall before you. No plague shall come near you or your dwelling and he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all his ways. Hallelujah. 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 What a wonderful promise of God that in the time of trouble, we can come to him. That in the time of trouble, he will be our shield. 
He will be our buckler. He will protect us from the enemy. He will protect us from the snares and the traps of the enemy. If we make him, if we make him our dwelling place. If we make him our dwelling place. We sometimes forget that we serve a mighty God who is mighty and victorious in battle. And Psalm 34, it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. See, God tells us not to fear. And in the times of trouble, he says, call on me, call on me. I will hear you and I will deliver you. In verse six of Psalm 34, it says, this poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Not some of his troubles, not part of his troubles, not half of his troubles. It says all of his troubles. See, the devil knows when God has a blessing for you and he will try his best to bring calamity and distraction and people. So you cannot, so we cannot be in a place to receive it. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. The devil has no new tricks. He doesn't create a plan because he doesn't create anything. Only God creates. We give him too much credit for something that doesn't belong to him. So let's take back, our, take back what the enemy has stolen from us. In the authority that God has given us, take back our families, take back our bank accounts, Take back our gifts and talents that God has given us. Take back our dreams that God has given us. Just because we, God delays it doesn't mean that it's a no. Just because that child is taking longer to come back than you thought don't mean that he won't come back. We serve a God who is mighty. We serve a God who is loving. We serve a God who wants nothing but the best for us. So let us look to the Lord, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. To do what he says he's going to do for us. Let us look to God. We are his children whom he loves. Whom he loves. And in the book of Romans, verse 8, 38 to 39, it says, I am persuaded. And this is written by Paul, one of Jesus's disciples. To me, Paul was one of the, one of the greatest disciples in the Bible. He wrote most of the books of the New Testament. But in the book of Romans, Paul writes in verse in chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So when God is giving us a dream as he has blessed us with a purpose and a task during the time of conception, the enemy will come in after us strong because he doesn't want us to birth 
what God's plan is manifesting in us. It says in the word, I heard a quote that I thought was so great by Bishop T.D. Jakes. He said that when there is potential for a great harvest, the enemy comes in and earmarks it with calamity. I thought that was so great because it holds true. That when God is about to do something great and the breakthrough is about to come through for us, here the enemy comes trying to cause calamity, trying to give, make us distracted from it. So we won't know, so we won't see, so we will be blinded to what is going on. Ladies and gentlemen, let us not miss the mark. Let us pray that God will give us clarity, that God will keep us focused on his plan and purpose for our lives. See, the enemy wants us to become anxious and doubtful. Or maybe he did. I haven't, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed about it and nothing's happened. He wants us to lose hope that God doesn't hear our prayer instead of us waiting on God's perfect timing for the harvest to come because God's timing is perfect. He is a father that loves us. If an evil man gives his children great gifts, how much more do you think the father in heaven will give his children? So much more. But our problem is waiting. Wait on the Lord and he will renew your strength. You hear me? Wait on the Lord. In Isaiah 40, 31, it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. If you are in a season of waiting, like I am, I will tell you this. The waiting is not always going to be easy, but it will be a reward and a promise that God will give you. He will manifest it in you. And you will be surprised. It is better than any plan that you could ever think about. See, God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So even though we might think that we have a greater plan for our lives, that we thought up a plan, that we wrote down a plan, that we came up with a plan. God said, wait, I got something better for you, daughter. Wait, I got something better for you, son. Just wait on me. Wait on me. Amen. Wait on me. The devil can't curse what God has blessed and the devil can't stop what God's blessing is for us. So let us wait on God during the time of conception that we will birth the greatest and the greatness of his blessing on our lives and live in victory. Let us praise him and glorify his name forever for he is worthy. Hallelujah. Let us live in victory to God. For God has given us the greatest sacrifice that we'll ever, we'll ever see or ever know. And that is the sacrifice of his one and only son, Jesus Christ, 
who died for our sins, that we may be brought back into right relationship and right standing with God. The invitation is easy. The invitation is easy. I'll let you know, ladies and gentlemen, and I know a lot of you are already know this um, one verse, and it is John 3.16. And it says, For this is how God loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. It is not the will of God that any man should perish and not come to repentance to know who Jesus is because Jesus is a savior. We all need a savior. We need someone to save us from all that is going on around us. We need God. It says in the word of God that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you and he was raised from the dead, you too shall be saved. So let us look to God, the author and the finisher of our faith. And let us come to him in faith, believing that he is God and that he created everything. And that his words hold true because he is a man that cannot lie. His word does not leave him and go back to him void. It accomplishes what he wants accomplished in this earth. And a lot of people say, well, why is there so much bad stuff and evil stuff? Because man, this world is fallen. And because man chooses not to follow God. And when he chooses not to follow God, he follows the enemy. If you are not a friend of God, you are a friend of the devil's. And the devil is where all the calamity happens. The devil is a destroyer. Did you hear what I said about what he does? He comes to seek, kill, and destroy. God said that he came that we would have life, Jesus said, and have it more abundantly. That we would be victorious. He said he has come that he has overcome this life that we too shall become overcomers. But we too busy believing what the enemy has said and whispered in our ear about who we are. Let me tell you what God says you are. He says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. He says that you are a masterpiece. He says that he loves us. He says that we are the apple of his eye. He is the potter and we are the clay. Let us allow God to mold and make us into the beautiful masterpieces he wants us to be. That we will live our life in victory. I don't know about anybody else, but I want everything God has for me. Everything God has for me. Because nothing that he has for me will cause me any harm. So thank you, God. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your tender mercy. Thank you for your grace that sustains my life. And thank you for the life that you have given me. For I live a blessed life 
because you are in it. And I can take my cares to you because you care for me. I can cast my problems. God doesn't want us walking around with weight of sin. Because the more, the more sin, the more weight, the more stagnant our life gets. He wants us to be free to live our life in the blessing that he has stored up for us. Just like a loving father should, who's rich in glory. Amen. Well, I thank you for, for tuning in today. And like I said, if there's anybody who wants the, the, the invitation that was given of knowing God, it says in his word that if we believe, we confess with our mouth, believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead, that means confess our sins to him. Invite him to come into our hearts and our lives to change it for the better. God will do it. He will do it. And we will become his to live with him forever and ever and ever through eternity. Amen. Well, that is all I have for you today. May God bless you and keep you in every way. May you have a blessed day, a blessed week, and a blessed life. Amen.